Hello, everyone. Today is a special episode for me as we're joined by one of my all-time favorite people. Angie Stryker has been in full-time ministry for most of her life, but has recently gone through a transition that's forced her to create new rhythms for her ministry. This transition has opened doors to a specific niche community of women. It's both beautiful and ironic that she is following in her hero's footsteps. Midway through this interview, we get to actually chat with this mentor and author, so be sure to listen to the end of the podcast for further details. With that, welcome to We Have Permission, a podcast designed to awaken and empower the ordinary person towards one extraordinary mission. Your permission starts now. Oh my goodness, Angie, it's been a long time that we've been knowing each other, and I've been super excited to get to have this opportunity just to chat with you. So how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's not every day that I get to come down to the Alabama area, um, but we're here, and you have some kind of cool stuff, not kind of, I think really cool stuff that's going on with you. Um. You've been a podcast listener from the beginning. From the very beginning, yes. I'm a total permission junkie. (laughs) Self-proclaimed. And I don't know. Is this kind of cool to hear how God was stirring something in you at the beginning of this? Like what I was intending to have happen for everybody doesn't always happen. But when somebody like yourself comes to me and says, God's stirring something in me. um, Well, first of all, it just makes me super happy that God's doing something. But maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what that what that was like for you and maybe what it's launched you into any, yeah. any of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I stepped away from formal ministry in March of last year mm-hmm. and went on a sabbatical for the first time in my life after 20 years of ministry and was literally wandering around in what felt like a desert. You know, if you've yeah. never done sabbatical before, you don't know what to do. And yeah. I think that's the point, but right. it doesn't feel good because you're not achieving anything. You're not producing. And so I would just go out and walk and I, we have a road down to the dam. We live on the lake. We are spoiled. <laughs> and I would put my earbuds in and I would listen to P. Coco in my ears. Mm-hmm. And all the people that you've interviewed have just been walking with me up and down that road as I'm asking the Lord, okay, Lord, what do I do? Who am I? What does this mean? What's next? All these big questions. And so it's been so good for me hmm. to just have, I mean, I, I have told many people that you're my unofficial sabbatical coach, so thank oh, you. that's awesome. <laughs> really appreciate that. <laughs> but just, I just, I can see myself walking that road and having my earbuds in and listening to these people tell these stories of how God is moving in their lives, and you've just found um, amazing people to do that with. So it's been very helpful. Yeah, good. Um, so you, you moved, like physically moved to a lake, from what right. I understand, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And you ended up stumbling on meeting women there. And just, I, I love this season right now because what we're doing is we're just trying to capitalize on stories where people have just in their own ordinary way found ways to engage with mission with people. And um, that happened for you a little bit, right? With oh, yeah, definitely. Women. So can you kind of guide us through like that story and how some of this application took place for you? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So walking around these affluent neighborhoods, people mm. that have intentionally moved to a lake home and um, finding that a lot of times those moves were driven either by retired people or a husband having a job or the ability to work from home. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
finding that, you know, we're all wired differently, but I think women really need community and yeah. maybe more more than the way in some ways for men. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I'd find that I would just stumble across other women in their homes who are well-educated, obviously well-off, um, but, you know, maybe working part-time jobs from home or finding part-time jobs in the community, but they were so lonely. Hmm. They were desperately lonely. Hmm. And the way that I described it was like finding these women in these castles who yeah. are just completely alone. And wow. it's hard, you know, how do you complain about, I live on the lake and it's awful, right? right? Like right, you can't say right. that out loud to anyone. It's kind of the dream that yeah. we think we're all after, right. but there's still, there's still a potential misery in, even in that. Yes. And so when I would, I would come across, you know, this new neighbor or someone in my neighborhood or, you know, close by neighborhoods and, I, and I just throw myself out there because at the same time, I'm feeling this deeply. Like, I have no job. My husband has a great job. Right. My kids are at school. They don't need me. And I'm just wandering around in this desert. Like, so I would meet women and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, do you want to be my friend, essentially? But um, finding that they were very in a very similar boat. But what struck me most from the podcast was this BLESS acronym. Mm. I remember it so clearly. I remember where I was standing yeah. when I heard it. It yeah. stopped me in my tracks. It was so powerful. And if you don't remember it, go back and listen to it on the podcast because it's so Well, would you re- review it real quick for us? So yeah. B stands for? Begin with prayer. Okay. So you're walking around. You're just asking the Lord anything. Show me. Show me who I can hang out with. Show me who do you want me to talk to. Show me anything, Lord. Begin with prayer. L for listen. Yeah. So you meet someone and you start listening. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that women who are locked up in their homes all the time have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, they do. Just <laughs> so ask. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is ask, ask one question, yeah, and then yeah. there it is. So listening is not difficult. The next one is E for eat. Uh-huh. And so next thing you know, hey, do you want to come over and get a muffin and coffee? The house is a wreck, but could you, you know, yeah. come over this morning? Or right. do you want to have lunch or whatever? And so you're eating together. S is for serve. Yeah. So there's inevitably something would come up. Oh, I'm working on this project. And I don't know if I'll ever get it done. Well, let me help you. You know, it's just a way to step into their lives and be a light. And then lastly, um, share your story. Yeah. And that's, you have earned it by then. You right. know, And that, it has come across so organically. I mean, oh. it sounds like a formula, but there is no timeline. You have no idea how long that's going right. to work its way through the acronym. Right. right. But the sharing of the story, I mean, I remember standing in a kitchen with one of these ladies and we had had a meal, and I'd helped her with something, and she said, I saw that your dad was here, and that looked like you guys were having fun, because she drove by with her son, and I got to tell her a story of redemption that I maybe never expected to transpire in my life with my dad. It was a beautiful dad weekend, the kind hmm. of dad weekend everyone wants in their lives, but I have never had, and so I got to give her like a five-minute glimpse of God's redemption in that. Mm. And a long time coming, weeping at her countertop. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, she's sharing her story with me. And so, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. The BLESS acronym, like, totally works. Yeah. It totally works. I love that. Because what I've, what I've noticed, too, is that it's almost like the share story can't help but happen if right. you do the first four right. It right. just It just comes out. It's just, it's just the most natural and organic process. So that's good. So is there a... Is there a specific story about th- this particular lake that stands out to you? I know we haven't really talked about this ahead of time. I'm just wondering, is there something that stands out to you specifically as to maybe a, maybe an encouraging story for our listeners to hear? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the ladies that I started meeting with and just getting to know better, she had been a Christian for 10 years, mm-hmm. but didn't I mean she'd been going to church for 10 years I'll put it that way yeah Sunday morning experiences right her husband was you know I think at some point maybe even a deacon but 
um, in this new place. They didn't really have a church where they were involved in. But her understanding of just basic Bible was mm-hmm. very little. Mm-hmm. And she just said to me, you know, Angie, I don't know anything about the Bible. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let's read it together, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we start sitting down at her kitchen table and we just do it super organically, just kind of like the disciple making movement. It's just like, we're going to open up Luke 1. Yep. And we're going to read a chapter, or she would read for a couple of chapters, and I'd kind of interrupt her. Ask, what do you think about that? You know, yeah, or she'd ask yeah. me questions, and then we would do that for as long as we could stand it, really. And yeah. then, so at the beginning, we were doing that like every two to three days because she was so hungry for oh. it. And I'm thinking, here's someone who's been a Christian, quote unquote, for ten years, but no one has ever just said, "Hey, do you want to just learn more?" I mean, it's essentially discipling, but it's just right. something that can be so foreign to us sometimes yeah. or to say to someone hey would you walk me through scripture i don't have a yeah. clue what this stuff means yeah. you know yeah and just making it so easy and tangible for her and it was a delight for both of us i mean we would never end a study without just getting choked up about something about yeah. how real and good jesus is and how sometimes that gets distorted if we're only just hearing sermons Does that oh, make sense? that's so good well i also know that this is special to you because you're in a way following the footsteps of somebody that you've really looked up to Mm -hmm. a hero of yours in a lot of ways. Definitely. And you tell me a little bit about that person. Yeah. So, um, I am everything I am today because of one woman and it's my mother. Mm -hmm. She is my spiritual giant. She goes before me in so many ways. She is the most prayerful person I've ever met. Hmm. She has stepped in and rescued so many relationships by prayer. Yeah. I mean, and people will never probably know. Yeah. And so anyway, I've always admired and loved my mom so much. She's And watching her step into what God has called her to over and over again, even if it's incredibly painful or incredibly beautiful, she just she just says, okay, here I go, and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Do you know what would be It would be amazing if we could get her on the podcast someday. I, <laughs> I, just, I just wish that I could happen. I wish we could because you would be so blessed. So just by happenstance, we have your mother with us right now. Um, Debbie, right? Yes. Debbie, welcome to this podcast. Yeah. I am so thrilled that you get to be here with your daughter. Angie's been an incredible blessing to me personally. Thank you for your investment in her. Thank you for listening to the Lord in other areas of your life. Sure. Um, I'd like to hear your story a little bit. And we've never talked, so this is no. really fresh, isn't it? Yeah, it's very fresh. And thank you for including me. And, and uh, you know, I just love hearing the words from Angie and um, she has always been my inspiration. I'm not, I think it kind of goes the other way. Yeah. Um, and that's another story for another day. But, um, you know, I'm 66 years old. And I walked through some really hard times from just quickly losing a brother when we were little mm. to being an only child after that to um, walking through two marriages and divorces from abuse um, uh, walking through alcoholism and then through all that, making some really bad decisions myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I chose some bad paths to go down and uh, a lot of consequences that, you know, through drugs and, um, just sexual, uh, activity that I should have never done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked through a lot of that and then I walked through losses and I've lost, you know, all my family members from, uh, you know, here and up and, um, thank the Lord I have my children. Hope I never have to experience that. I lost my godly husband 10, 11 years ago to wow. cancer, a cancer wow. battle. 
And uh, but I'll I'll say today that because of that loss and other losses, I have the honor to do and to serve God in the capacity hmm. that He's called me to do. Well, let's talk about that for a second. I what I am passionate about and what I'm really trying to get all of our listeners basically to do is one simple thing: listen to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and do what He tells us to do. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and that has, has very little to do with an event on Sunday morning. It has an awful lot to do, maybe entirely to do, with what Jesus is telling you, especially in our brokenness, especially yes. when we're at the end of our rope, That's right. where we're able to listen a little bit more and then do what he tells us to do. So what, what has he told you to do? Yes. So in 2014, after my losses, and he called me out of a 24-year uh, mortgage loan officer career. Hmm. To walk a journey with him, wow. so I was sixty at the time. I thought I had uh, needed to stay in that job. I, you know, was a widow and I needed my benefits and income. And sure. and um, but he had a different idea. I love and it. And so I was at, I was at the most broken place in my life. And through that, he knew that I was ready. Mm-hmm. And so I just threw a. Um, um, several events that happened um he just worked through those events and called me to step out of that job mm-hmm. so 60 years old and um i heard him very clearly to come out and that take this journey with him mm-hmm. and so i just said yes with my arms wide open i really didn't know where i was headed i thought i was going to become a hospice chaplain and so i walked through some training for that but he just kept taking me on a journey yeah so he does and, it in 2000 <laughs> and so really 20 years before that he has told me that i would do something for community and care at some point in my life but that's all i would ever get that's the only vision i would get and so at this time when he called me out, it took about a year and a half in the journey for him to tell me very clearly that I was to start a women's ministry in our community. Okay. And so we did that in our community. It's called the Women at the Well. Okay. And he like, very, from, like the Women at the Well in John 4? Yes, in John okay. 4, uh-huh, 13 and 14. It's all about the living water and, and uh, the, the hope that we get from the living water. And so our ministry is based on uh, transformational stories of brokenness and the redemption mm. stories that come mm. from that. And so we have women sharing every month, coming in and sharing their stories. We've been so, doing that for three years. Oh, for three years. Yes. So what does that look like? Is that, you said once a month you meet? Once a month is what at, we're doing right now, at yes. Your, at your house uh, No, uh, we have a space that okay. we are, are able to use in uh, in the city, and it's for it's very diverse. And it's a part of my vision to have the diversity and to be able to expand beyond and, and just, well, eventually we'll have our own space mm-hmm. and then uh, really be open through the day and then where women can just come in for a cup of coffee, know someone there to pray for them. We're going to have resources for them, workshops, seminars. Um, there's just a huge vision yeah. that we're headed to. Yeah. But it's all about I, what I see as women throughout the community locked arm in arm out mm. in the streets of mm. all colors, all races, all cultures. That is my ah, that is my so, desire. So, so cool. Yeah. So you've been doing that for three years. Yes. Is that 
has it taken different turns as, as it's gone a little bit? Or is really, it- we've kind of been grounded for three years, but we are now uh, in a transition becoming a nonprofit. Oh. So we can go to that space of our own. So we can go this, you know, to this larger yeah. vision. And so we're working through that. And um, Angie's been such a huge help for me with that yeah. and others. And I have a fabulous team and now have formed a board. And so I'm just learning as I go. And I, even in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. I've always just taken that step forward. And then he's just been there to show me and provide the people and the women with the skills yep. to do all that we've done. I have no idea how to do all this. Right. It's just all him. Right. And he is the one that equips us. Yeah. And I just have just stepped in faith in these years and... And, you know, there's been times I've said, why didn't you do this 20 years earlier? I'm not getting younger. (laughs) And then he reminded me to go read about Sarah. Right. And so I'm like, okay, (laughs) I get it. But uh, he keeps me healthy and and just sustains me. And I have my loving children and a lot of beautiful friends that help me through this. I'm sure that this is messy. I'm sure you're dealing with messy lives. Oh, yes. And people that aren't necessarily magically all transformed all in one moment no nobody is right it's an ongoing (laughs) process yeah um are there is there a story or two of some people that you know and maybe you hide names you don't need to say or whatever but are there a couple stories or a story that comes to mind of of somebody that is in your life that you're like this this story is what keeps me going this is this is an example of the power of jesus and how he transforms lives yeah i mean there's so many i one that comes to mind is a woman actually that when she spoke to us the first time um she was right in the middle of her husband having als and Mm. and um you know coming to the end of his years and she she just exudes christ yeah. You know, yeah. and she just showed us and so many others show us that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of being in the pits of hell, yeah. that we persevere because we know he's got a purpose in that. Yeah. And so that's what we hear. And then another one is just just recently sharing sexual abuse time after time as a foster child growing up mm-hmm. and what she's become an overcomer and that's her story and she's writing a book mm. you know and just to hear to watch that transformation to hear that transformation what an honor yeah i'm so humbled to be able to hear all these stories and then i hear a lot of them that don't come and speak i get a lot of one-on-one yes you know yeah so pretty well, incredible i i just want to take a second to well, encourage you that this is so valuable and powerful. And, and I, I believe, all of, obviously, all of us that are human beings are broken on this earth. But I believe there is a special place in God's heart for to empower those on the fringes. And I think that you're doing something unique with women that have, in a lot of cases, maybe an extra knock against them. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's extra grace. How did that transition happen maybe initially for you to actually take that first step into this? It's so surreal. I mean, I just, when I think back about that, I'm like, how did that really happen? Hmm. You know, he just said go. And so I started looking for a space. I started looking for, uh, he, he told me women to go talk to, some I didn't know, some that I didn't know, but I hadn't 
seen them in years. Yeah. And essentially, several of those women ended up being on my team. Mm. He, and I just called and said, God said, I need to talk to you. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Can we meet? Yeah. And so some of that, and then setting up the space, I had a space that I was excited about. Three weeks before we were supposed to launch, the gentleman called me because he had health issues and said, I just can't stay, keep this commitment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> right. Because we're launching three weeks, you know. And so a friend of mine heard about that. She called me the next day and knew of this other space. And I went and checked it. And they were available the right Thursday nights. And we've been there for three years. Wow. So God was always a step ahead of us. He's always a step ahead of us. And so it just it just started falling into place. It just, like I said, I mean, it's so surreal. It's so supernatural. Yeah. And how he has led me through this. I, I think these, these podcasts have, have been supernatural in a way. Mm-hmm. In the sense that we stumble on themes. And I didn't know what theme we were going to get to, but I feel like one's developing here as we talk. Angie, you were talking about this desert place that you were in. And... You know, Debbie, you were talking about this, you know, deep, desperate place that you were in. Yeah. And it's really, it's really cool now on the back end, we look back mm-hmm. and we right. say, yeah, we just took a step of faith right. and that was really easy. And that was, you know, well, what, what, what was the answer? You're just like, well, I just, just go, I guess. Right. I mean, but when you're on the other side of that, there is a real real desperate place of lostness and you just don't know what to do or where to turn but when we just actually put one foot in front of the other god ends up doing something that's miraculous and we sometimes forget how far away we were at one point exactly that's right And I, i can say that for me too yeah um so to close with, I think it would be helpful. I would like each of you to answer this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask your mom first. Okay. I'm going to ask you second, Angie. To the average ordinary person who is listening to this podcast, what would be some practical advice that you think would be helpful for them, maybe may in their lost space, mm-hmm. to, to, just, to just encourage them? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to look for mentors that have already done this, Mm. done a ministry, whatever you're being called to do. I had um, a couple of mentors that I stepped into, you know, their space and learned about, learned a lot from them, met with them. Uh, Certainly a lot of prayer, certainly uh, in being in the word and and uh, just listening to him, yeah. just listening, yeah, and to remember that fear is not of him, and so to have That's the, really the courage. The courage comes from him. It's not. It wasn't from me. It's still not from me. Yeah. And if I start feeling that or confused, I know that's coming from the enemy. Yeah. It's not him. Oh man. Yeah. And so, um, and, and just and just reaching beyond myself because I. I've always, I was an only child and always been alone and just kind of being that self-sufficient person, you know, pulling from myself and, and learning to be humble enough to ask for help. Yeah. You've got to have help in these situations because we're not skilled with everything. Yep. Yeah. That's and then really... Angie has just been such a huge, huge asset for me. You know, she's been so helpful and so inspiring and encouraging and, and uh, we both recognize that that castle that she was talking about with those women that are needing to connect, and that's exactly what's happened in my community. We're in a very affluent community, but the women 
are in those walls, right. inside those walls that have all these material things, but they are so broken. Yeah. So that's where we're connecting, and Angie and I are looking at doing some of this together in the future. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Yeah. So Angie, how about you? Do you have any practical advice you'd like to pass on? My practical advice for the last year of the journey that I've been on is intertwined with the Enneagram. So sorry mm. to delve into no, another I, podcast. That's which all right. Is all that's, about Enneagram. that's good. But learning about myself as a three and knowing and recognizing when something is about me and I'm doing something for the applause, then that is not of God. Mm-hmm. And instead, listening to his leading, his leading and going, okay, Lord, but you show me next. And just every next step being about him. And when you share that with other people, like on a team, and it's not about me, it's about what God wants to do, then then he does awesome things. Like he's making it happen. It's all his, right? Instead of look at me, what I'm doing. So that's my year's worth of knowledge that I'm willing to pass on because it was awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awful to learn. Yeah. And can yeah. I just inject Please. one other thing? And, and Angie was sharing something about how she was talking to this one friend in her community and sharing her story. And then, the, you know, the woman was sharing her story. And as I always encourage those that come to my ministry, we have got to be transparent. Mm-hmm. We have got to be transparent because we don't know the person that's in front of us needs to be blessed by that. And they're going to pull something from your experience that's going to encourage them and empower them. Hopefully these stories of normal people listening and obeying are motivating you. If God is pushing you, pulling you, or prodding you to something new, I'd love to hear about it. You can get a hold of me at wehavepermission.com. And also, if you'd like to hear more about Deborah's story, I would encourage you to order her book off of Amazon. It's called I Got This God by Deborah Bennett. Stay encouraged, everyone. See you next month.